I wish we could kind of, you know, get a few brujas together to send those <laughs> visions to some people in power right now. Um, right. I feel like we could change some things. Today is a special episode mm -hmm. that is very timely. It is in line with the Philadelphia Latino Film Festival. Uh, this will be the second time that we're doing this, like a second year that we're mm -hmm. uh, covering the festival. It's such an amazing piece of Philadelphia cinema. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like having this uh, here, uh, the creators are amazing, and I love seeing the work that's going through there. Um, a lot of really awesome things going through, <laughs> to be honest, that I'm like, I have been begging all the people to be like, let me talk to everyone <laughs> who I can um, for this festival. Um, but luckily today, we will be talking to uh, the director and writer of one of the shorts that is featured in uh, the same block that our very silly short film is in. So uh, it's it's funny because theirs is also hilarious, um, but so much more serious than ours could be. Yeah. Um, in that, like, the themes are a little more hard-hitting, especially now. Um, yeah. Just in the state of the world, which I'm sure, mm -hmm. we'll, and we'll talk about it Um they were probably thinking and then also were surprised that it would be so timely when it came out. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but we're going to be talking to the creators of Preggers. So we have Sylvia Ray and Marco Parra. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having us. <laughs> Hi, thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Um, why don't you uh, tell our listeners a little bit about yourselves and your role in the film Preggers? Uh, we'll start with you, Sylvia. Sure. Um, I'm Sylvia Ray, and I am the director of Preggers. Um, I got brought in by Marco, who had written it, and he um, asked me if I would like to direct, and I read it. And my brain just instantly kind of went crazy with visual ideas and how I would direct it and what I could do um, visually and who I would cast. And so all of that was such a good sign to me that... Um, I said yes, and we ended up working together on the script for a while until it was nice and tight and ready to go, and we made the thing. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> and how about you, Marco? Hello, my name is Marco Parra. I am the writer uh, of Preggers. I'm also uh, one of the characters in, in the film. And yeah, I mean, uh, the idea came about in 2018, I believe, when Arkansas started rolling back some of the uh, women's rights and health uh, things. And for me, it was really important to get a director that was bold and fearless and funny and intelligent. And those were all the things that uh, Sylvia is so I was just it was actually a shot in the dark I was like you know I have this awesome script I'm just gonna send it to her and 
see what she says. I wasn't even expecting a yes. And then she said yes, which I was taken aback by a bit. And then uh, things quickly started rolling from there. And this was during the pandemic. So it it was just refreshing and also scary to me a little bit of the pace in which it was moving and just how mm-hmm. gun ho Sylvia was about making this film. Like it was just empowering and it gave me a lot of confidence. Yes. Yeah. It was a kind of like a dream team, honestly. And I think uh having these two different uh viewpoints and experiences really adds to the story too, because it's covering like a lot. There's um I feel like a lot of intention behind it and many different intentions behind it as well. Um, but for our listeners, what Preggers is about is um, Isabella's life is flipped upside down after a chance meeting with a bruja. Um, and that's such a <laughs> little <laughs> teaser of what it is. Um, but it's it's so interesting because it is a point of view that we don't really often see and um, kind of like a take on it too because we're so quick to just be like, uh, not to give anyone a chance either. And so just completely villainize someone and be like, okay, that's it. Like you're, this was your one shot ch- chance to to be compassionate and you blew it instead of being like, wait, not everyone knows and understands like the complexities of what is behind this choice. Um, and that there, there's just, yeah, there's just people who aren't ever going to understand that unless you're kind of, <laughs> put into that hellish dream sequence that you are um <laughs> it's like i wish we could kind of you know get a few brujas together to send <laughs> those visions to some people in power right now um because right. i feel like we could change some things um mm-hmm. <laughs> but so for marco for you uh you know in writing this like what uh prompted it like what what really kind of like you said it was um kind of seeing those things back but what um helped you come up with the story to begin with, like start that shape? There was a lot of dialogue during that time, you know, that was was starting to reemerge uh, uh, with Roe v. Wade. And I heard someone say, if men got pregnant, there would be uh, an abortion clinic on every corner. And that just instantly sparked something within me when I was like, yeah, like men, have no idea whatsoever what it would be like, the complexity, like you're saying, of the decision. You know, I think that a lot of people out there feel like it's just like, oh, well, yeah, I'm just going to go. And a lot of the women that have reached out to me after watching Preggers have just really, you know, it's been humbling because they tell me their experiences. And, and, and you know, some of them did go through an experience like that and had a very difficult time and still do. Um and that's something that I could never, ever understand. And I never will. So I thought, well, you know, what is the only, the only way a man could ever understand is by a fictional setting where a, a bruja <laughs> makes him go through these experiences. And that's the only way, right, to really. So really, a lot of it also was, you know, to promote empathy, you know, mm-hmm. within men to women. Yeah, absolutely. And um, for Sylvia, for for you, when you were like reading over this, you said a lot of it like stuck out to you. Um, was there 
anything that was like particularly motivating you to like take this on um that you were like yeah I'm the one who needs to help make this story <laughs> like to, to like validate it in some way as well but like yeah like I'm the one who's gonna take this on yeah I, I feel like at the time I was and everybody was going through a really hard time um, because of the pandemic um and I was trying to focus on directing a feature film and felt as if my world had been stuffed back into the water. Um, mm -hmm. I'm a mother of two. And so they came home from school and I had to, um, you know, do all of the Zoom school stuff. And so I had, you know, free time that ended up being ripped away from me. And um, yeah, I wasn't even sure if like production was ever going to happen ever again. And so <laughs> it was like, oh, I've spent all this time hustling and working and working towards a passion and goal that I um, no longer know is going to happen for me. Um, and when I read the script, uh, at first I was like, wait, you wrote a film about abortion? <laughs> uh, I don't know <laughs> if I'm going to like this, <laughs> Marco, but let's give it a read. And what I, what I liked about it is that it wasn't on the nose and it wasn't like, this is our point of view and you better listen to it. Um, you know, there was a lot of nuance to it. And like Marco said, the, the intention behind it was first and foremost empathy um, towards women who need to make this choice or who are going through this struggle. Um, and me being just being a woman in society obviously have, uh, and, you know, a lot of motivations behind like for me, this is a my way of showing my point of view and mm -hmm. how I can make a change in the world. Um, because, you know, with social media and making posts and stuff, sometimes you're screaming into the same 20 people who have the same view as you. Mm -hmm. yep. And for me, this felt like a, a way that I can make do my part, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, something that we often are talking about is like one horror is a really great tool for empathy and also like to kind of talk about shared traumas or like highlight cultural issues um in a way that's like really digestible for audiences because they come in and it's like it's easy to like we paint a villain we paint this horrific scenario and you're like yeah that actually is quite horrifying and terrible and we hate that um but the same kind of uh beats and um kind of attraction that people have for horror happens in comedy as well which is like why I really love like that natural blend of like we can kind of laugh alongside of it because there's some absurd things like the head <laughs> like on yeah. the child's body is like adorable and you're just like okay this is absurd we can allow ourselves to like not get too intense about it and like just enjoy the piece and just take it in um that is the only kind of thing that you can get from something like a horror comedy um and so I think it's like the perfect like subgenre cross genre <laughs> for this Thanks. piece um, yeah, yeah no thank you and and for the dream sequence like when I read that for me that's when my like director hat was just like ooh, like we can have some fun with this and, mm -hmm. like we can we can really put this guy through the ringer visually and it'd be really exciting to like just cut my teeth into it as a director um and that was like another main reason I was just like hell yeah let's do this yeah, <laughs> yeah. um Kat your question yeah is 
Um, so there was something at the end of this one that I really appreciated, uh, which is probably skipping ahead, but we'll come back and we'll be in the middle again. Um, so we analyze a lot of media, uh, and a lot of the time we'll see whether it's comedy, horror, comedy, horror, or any other genre, like they'll take on these big topics, but not give the viewer any like next steps for what they just consumed. And I really appreciated when we got to the end of this, that there were resources linked um in the credits and i was i was just like that's so cool because a lot of times we'll just be like here's this giant concept and you're going to take it how you're going to take it but then you're not going to know what to do with yourself it's going to make you mad and you're gonna be like what do i do with all of this blind indirect rage that i have for you <laughs> um so yeah i just really appreciated that at the end in the credits that there are links to resources for people who may want to do something with the information that they were just given. Um, so specifically, you linked abortionfunds.org and plannedparentaction.org. Uh, but what was your like process with making the decision to include that? But also, like, what? how did you go about finding like your source of the resources that you included in the credits? Yeah, I, I feel like, Marco, um, you brought that idea up and, and we were like, yeah, let's do that. And and the, the big thing is, like, uh, while making the film, we were very careful to, uh, and write, in the writing process, we were very careful not to get into the finger-wagging state of things um, and while still keeping our point of view without, you know, basically um scaring off like half the audience or whatever like we really were trying to toe this line of making something that we enjoyed that had our message and that was entertaining and fun and built empathy for women mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and then so when we decided to include that you know it was just a conversation and then when I mean Planned Parenthood has helped me lots of times through the years with just Same. basic shit you know <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm sorry yeah. <laughs> Damn, Marco you did warn them about me <laughs> um just, they're just always there like no matter what and 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 so I thought that would be a great place to start and then abortion funds is um you know with all the different states and what's happening in the state of the world now it's going to be difficult for women in those areas and that would be a way to help um you know luckily in california it's scary right now but it's not as scary as in some areas and so if we could reach out a hand and help in those areas that's that's what we intended to do um, hopefully it'll happen where people will see our film and then be like let's go to the website <laughs> yeah uh, i think uh, personally the whole the the goal when I started writing because personally it was because I'm an actor first so I, I wanted to create projects for myself even because I was not having opportunities to do it otherwise mm -hmm. but I, it it dawned on me that it was important to not just create things to create them and be a part of them but to actually say something say something that I'm trying to convey like Sylvia earlier said about you know, posting things online and things of that nature. And I felt like, you know, if this is my chosen uh, art, if this is how I choose to express myself, why not use what I want to say in my art or in these projects that I'm trying to create? So uh, it having uh, a way to 
help the cause or to inform someone with adding that that entertainment aspect to it not just like sylvia said wagging your finger but making it fun and then be like oh wait did i just see something that made me think about you know think twice about just making someone have a baby you know and not see so Mm -hmm. for me i felt like that's very important uh and so that that was a big motivation for me personally yeah and i think it's like as creators right it's kind of our job to some degree to do some of that work too, um, to be very conscious of what we're putting out there. And sometimes it's literally just like the fact that you all are the ones who made it. That's a biggest, like the biggest part of this impact. Right. Um, like I think having the fact that it's a bruja, right. Like that's never talked about. Like we never have other than like the typical white witches in our media, (laughs) right. Like people just don't even think about those. Um, and that it wasn't like this, like, negative thing either like there was uh this very um comfortable and just casual cultural aspect to it that I really identified with and I enjoyed like I loved being able to see that on the screen um like there's just not enough representation out there for those things and that like there are these characters that we get for such a short time that are are multifaceted right? Like they're not just one trope of a character that we would see anywhere else. Um, They all have their own stories and we can kind of see them. And I think that was like really amazing and um, a big part of like what what drew me to the film. Um, So thank you for (laughs) for making that and for being a part of this, like saying yes to each other to do that. (laughs) Honestly, that, that means like a lot to me, you know, because part of why I'm doing what I'm doing is to, you know, show people on screen that represent like my friend group, (laughs) which is diverse and interesting and weird and vibrant and all of the things. And all of the people in our film are, you know, either friends of Marco or friends of myself um, or Marco. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Luckily we know good actors and yeah. So you know, it's intentional. It's all intentional. And the discussion between um, the different types of Latinos and Latinas in our film and um, the different languages we use, because um, the the Bruja, she speaks Catalan. So she's actually from Spain, the, uh, the actress, Itzir Martinez. And she, um, she and I discussed like, where are we going to take Graciana? Like how, you know, what kind of bruja is she going to be? Because there's brujas from all the, over like the world that have different types of um, cultures. And so her being from Northern Spain, we drew from the Catalan area. And so she speaks Basque, Basque uh, or basket. I don't know how to say it. <laughs> um, but she, um, you know, we discussed the lore and we discussed the different kinds of, um, culture she would have in her shop and things like that. And not only that, like, she's also a modern bruja, like she's, you know, sex positive and she's, uh, into like new wave spirituality. And, and it was just really, really fun to explore that character with her for sure. Um, yeah um what you were saying was very real uh in that you have I don't want to be sorry um (laughs) so uh what you're saying is really real in that like a lot of the media that we see it's a lot of people shape their worldview around what they witness in film and media and tv um and I thought that like really 
showing this world was like very impactful in that like one the message but also just like as Gabe was saying like representation um do you have any other projects coming up that would follow this world like do you want this to be a full film like uh, short films are full films but like I get like uh, <laughs> I mean like do you want it to have uh more to the characters more to the story uh, more things going on you know, it was one of those things where me and Marco, we were like, yeah, this is a short film. This is it. Like, yeah. we're not, like, this is what it is, and that's all. Mm -hmm. um, but we have lately been exploring a feature film version of this that is in the dark comedy horror space that's mm -hmm. really exciting. Um, Marco, do you want to talk about it a little bit, or should we keep it secret? <laughs> uh, you know, I think uh, I think it's expanding on the world, and 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 sticking close to some of the themes, but uh, expanding on, on some of the characters. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. <laughs> I think it'll be a little bit darker. Okay. Yes. Um, yeah. Obviously longer. So we'll, we'll be able to follow the characters um, a bit closely, a little bit more closely and kind of mm -hmm. unpack things like the Bruja and, um, and, um the carlos character or charles character um mm -hmm. so it should be really really fun yeah we'll see yeah i'd say that was like my biggest feeling like after watching it. i was like one i was like wow this was so interesting but then also i was like it would be so cool to get more of what is going on you know like i i think i texted that to gabe like when i finished watching it. i was like it'd be so cool to just like see more of what's happening thank yeah. you for saying that <laughs> <laughs> I was like, more, more, more. Yeah, I think um, <laughs> there was a lot of really fun parts, too. And you kind of already both kind of touched on it a little bit. But I wanted to know more about, like, what were some of the, like, really fun parts of creating it? Um, like, there's the dream sequence, obviously. But, <laughs> like, things that maybe unexpectedly you were like, wow, this is actually, like, really fun or awesome or interesting to do. I, I'd have to say just on the on the dream sequence aspect. Sylvia was like, oh, I, I, I envision using your face on, on a kid's body. And I was like, wait, you could actually do that? Like, I, I, I didn't think it was possible, honestly. And, and, and her telling me, oh, yeah, we're going to do this. I was like, wow, okay. Like, this is, for me, I was so excited to see how that turned up and, and so satisfied at the end. <laughs> yeah, it reminds me of that TikTok trend where you can like enlarge your head so that it's right. like your kids. Yeah. Your kid. <laughs> yeah. yeah, honestly, that was really fun to shoot too. And um, that was the, the last thing we shot at the end of the, the last day. And we were in a, or we were like rushing to get out of a location so that we um, mm -hmm. didn't burn any bridges. And, <laughs> and um, my kid was, was the body double. Like he was the body. And I thought, oh no, it could be a disaster because he can, you know, he's not an actor. He's, he's just a kid. And, and man, he, he did a good job. And so we paid him in donuts. <laughs> yeah I love I love that like um using who you know like you were saying <clears throat> how you all are like you picked actors that you knew and um I also saw like you know that like so much of your crew were women and there was like so much intentionality behind that that I thought was really cool because it's like 
we do <laughs> like in our film it's just like people we grab and we're like do this with us and they're yeah, like it's okay, usually featuring us <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah it's another thing that. where we're like we'll write it for ourselves because no one else is casting us so <laughs> that kind of it, thing i feel like it's so important to do that and it makes you a better actor i feel like at the end so yeah because then you know like you have like this informed idea of both sides and so then you're able Absolutely. to like just be better in either area um but yeah i really love that and i feel like that only adds to um like the quality of it because it's like we're all kind of coming together to complete this idea that we all believe in or that we're all like excited about <laughs> and like we have some kind of investment into it um even your kid with his donuts <laughs> like, yeah. So, like, yeah no I feel I feel like very fortunate because um when I first started filmmaking that was part of the intention is just you know inclusivity um and having my crew and cast be as diverse as possible and so over the years I've met a bunch of really amazing talented people um, our cinematographer, Sylvia Lara, I've known her for several years and been wanting to work with her. Um, so I'm happy that she really knocked it out of the park with this one and came on board. Um, and yeah, I, I feel like a lot of my crew is like, oh, who do you know that's like, you know, can be like, it's like buddy, buddy. And I mm -hmm. built a good foundation of crew already that's diverse. So it ends up just like pulling in more diverse people. <laughs> and it's yeah. Great. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been an awesome journey for sure. Another yeah. cool aspect I feel like is uh, we didn't pay everyone in donuts, but <laughs> oh, yeah. it was a, it was an independent, you know, we, we crowdfunded. So it wasn't exactly the biggest of budgets, but the fact that a lot of these crew members that, that work with Sylvia and friends of mine, they wanted to, to help. They, they, they volunteered to help uh, because yeah. they, they believed in the story as well and, and what we were doing. And that was, that was a really cool aspect of, of, of the whole shoot in general, I feel like. Yeah, it really yeah. like speaks to the work itself when people are like, yeah, I'll be like, whatever it is. Like, I don't even um, like that's just little pieces of joy, too, to be like, wow, I guess <laughs> like I guess it is doing something right. Like even before yeah. it's made. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And like other people is, are Sorry. Right. Oh, no, I was just saying, yeah, I feel like, you know, the goal is to also over time as we build our careers is to bring everybody along and. Um, pay everybody more money <laughs> you know that's that's the ultimate goal but yeah level up from donuts yes yeah, so happy, <laughs> yeah. Definitely. well my kid is honestly very lucky he got a donut in the first place <laughs> um, I don't yeah, craft services alone I know craft services <laughs> but um when people want to work with you because they believe in you that's, that's mm -hmm. like you know I'm so grateful for that mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. It um, makes people better actors too. Like I don't, I've never been on a professional film set, but whenever we act like with our short films, Gabe and I, um, I'm always just like, wow, okay. I feel like I could mess up and that'd be okay because we're all friends. And I feel like it makes everyone do a better job too because they're invested in a different way than strangers might have been. <laughs> yeah. The similarities of those sets and the pro sets, let me tell you, is not that much different. Only the <laughs> the tools, the tools usually are. Mm -hmm or what changed oh sylvia we lost your camera oh no device oh. not connected it might be bad signal it looks <clears> like <throat> it's gonna rain where we are right now so 
Hopefully it's not on our end. Hopefully it'll cool down. It's not totally sunny and nice here where I am. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> where in California are you? Uh, I'm close to uh, LAX, which is close. Mm. You said to, LA a bunch um, of times. That's real. I'm sorry. Uh, you, I remember you said LA a bunch of times before now. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, where in LA? Yeah. <laughs> no. You could say literally anything. I'd be like, sure, yeah. That. <laughs> Wait, so tell me where where you? Because I'm not exactly sure where you guys are at. In Philadelphia. Yeah. Oh, you're in Philly. Oh, perfect. Okay, cool. I know. We're, I was planning to come out there. I was dying to come out, and then you know everything just. COVID and stuff yeah. is kind of weird. But. Yeah, it's a pain. <laughs> it's, it's yeah. Turning everything. But yes, welcome back. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. Um, but yeah, I'm back. <laughs> yeah, no, it happens. It happens. <laughs> Sorry for my coughing fit. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> That's like when it when that happens in the middle of class, like you know, the mm. oh my god. <laughs> you're just like trying to like keep it in and your tears yeah. are like oh. Yeah, I think I remember one time um, when I was in uh, at Temple University, we were doing like a a show. It was like my first time on like the set for like recording this like episode, and um, I was like a camera op, and I had to cough, and I was just like, and I like locked the camera, like ran, and like had to like slowly close the door oh so it wouldn't make a noise, and I was like. <laughs> Beads of sweat. Yeah. Going. <laughs> oh, I have to go. Yeah. I was like, they're gonna fire me. It's like this time. Um, <laughs> oh, but it's all good. Um, excellent. So, um, what I wanted to to ask, kind of to to start wrapping up, and, and then we'll like kind of ask like where people can find you and everything. But um, we always like to ask like our when we interview creatives. Like if they have any advice for, you know, burgeoning filmmakers or screenwriters or actors even who um, have these stories and they're just like waiting to to get them out. Like what words of advice do you have for them to make that final jump to just do it? Hmm. Yeah, um, I would suggest um, listening to podcasts and reading books by um, creatives who are really inspirational, like um, Brene Brown and Elizabeth, I forget her last name, but she wrote the book, Big Magic. Um, mm. and, and just like explore that whole world because there's a lot out there and it's super, super inspiring. And a lot of them give really amazing advice. Um, one of the big pieces of advice that I remember reading or listening to in the book, Big Magic, was you're allowed to put your S-H-I-T sandwich on top of the, <laughs> on top of the pile of that, those types of sandwiches. You're allowed to do that. Yeah, um, contribute. Giving, yeah, so just like, you know, give yourself permission to, to do it because it's, yeah, it's yeah. one of those like cliches, just do it things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think also it's like, oftentimes like creators that like look like us and come from these diverse backgrounds don't always get those chances either yeah. to like make mistakes or just like yeah. have a bad film every now and again or something like they get so much more bad rap than like how many bad films has this one dude made but then we keep giving them chances like that kind of thing mm -hmm. so yeah. I think we just all need to kind of just be like you know what let's all operate as if we had an infinite number <laughs> of chances and just do it yeah. I, I, I love that 
yeah, I didn't grow up um, like fostering that creative side. And even um, even in college, and I found my confidence in being an artist later in life. Um, but I had to do a lot of rewiring because mm-hmm. of where I'm from and not be not seeing creatives that make money or living. Um, so a lot of that rewiring takes repetitive listening and doing and work. Mm-hmm. And it's totally possible to find your passion and go out and, and do your thing and do something that is fulfilling to you. It just, just requires, you know, some like movement in your brain, like, you know, rewiring. It's, it's, it's mm-hmm. totally possible. Mm-hmm. And what about you, Virgo? I would say, uh, to don't wait for the perfect moment because it will never come. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to fail because everyone fails and that's how you learn and grow and become better. And I feel like if you get the ball rolling, even though you don't think you know what you're doing or you're not experienced enough or good enough, when you get the ball rolling, you'd be so surprised how many people come to help you push that ball. Mm-hmm. And all you got to do is just start, just mm-hmm. start and, and stay persistent. And I think that if you're passionate enough about it, you will get it done no matter what. And, you know, I felt, I feel like it's about the passion and it's about doing it. So yeah, that would be my advice for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And when they're like, when you're passionate about something, people feed off that energy and then they're also passionate. <laughs> absolutely my dad always used to yeah no my dad always used to say like you know if you really love doing something no one has to tell you like hey go practice this or go do that you're there doing it because you love it so much so when you find that thing you know and you 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 want to be doing it you want to be creating no matter if that means that you know it's not going to be as good as you thought or at first or it's not going to be perfect because it never will be. You, you'll always find something that you could tweak or fix or uh, make better. But if you continue to do it over and over again and, and learn from what you're doing, you, you you arrive to a certain to a certain place faster than you think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and you make impacts everywhere you go, um, mm-hmm. and especially when you can make you know intentional and charming films like you all have. Uh, <laughs> goes a long way and hopefully that'll inspire other people um so definitely check out uh flaff.org so that you can take a watch of it um in our shorts block and um, we'll be posting links and all of that in our show notes so that you can support as well as um where to find you too so where can people find you um my instagram and twitter and stuff is sylvia at sylvia lynn with the b s-y-l-b-i-a it's the way my mom says my name um l-i-n and my website is sylvia ray directs um spelled correctly (laughs) (laughs) um that's that's where you can find me awesome uh everything i do pretty much lives on instagram so (laughs) (laughs) at Marco A Barra P A R R A underscore. That's uh, everything I'm doing is pretty much there. <laughs> and we have our film Instagram too at Preggers Film. Awesome. Yes. Yes. At Preggers Film. Yes. 
Yeah, so we can see it just take off and we can keep up for the next installment or what comes next because um, we're very excited for that. Um, but thank you both so much for joining us and for talking about your film and just talking about your process and who you are. Um, we really appreciate you taking that time and we're very excited um, like even to just be in that virtual audience alongside you. Um, I love that we get that opportunity. <laughs> like this yeah. is amazing. Thank you so much for having us. This was awesome. You guys are really amazing hosts. We felt we feel very welcomed here. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much. And thank you for all the kind words about the film as well. Yeah. Really appreciate that. Yeah, talk about an ego booster. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Very, very nice words. I, I receive it. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Well, with that being said, Kat. Don't get married. Tell your kids. kids.